luminous souls. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your presence is both welcome and needed in this sacred space. This is Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. I am Tara Todd, multi-passionate healer, faith fanatic, plant medicine enthusiast, and co-creating queen. Nope, never been called modest. (laughs) But I am your host and I am so excited to venture on this journey with you. I help people remember who they are and harness their power to curate the life they desire. So we'll have conversations around mindset, metaphysics, faith, personal development, and expansion. I believe in one consciousness and the interrelation of all living things. So let's water each other's tree, nourish one another's soil, and empower humanity to align, transform, and transcend into their divinity. I am all about the healing, wholeness, and as a collective, living our most sovereign and authentic lives. I am extending my branch to you, so let's jump right in. Hello, hello, my luminous souls. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Miss Jade Rachel. She is a dear friend, and I'm super excited to introduce her to you guys and for you to hear a bit about her evolution and her story. Now, um, Jade is somebody that I've met in the online space, in the coaching space, and we immediately connected to each other. She is so amazing. I've I've had a reading with her and yes, her talents are extremely um, powerful and she is definitely a very important um, light worker on this planet. So Jade's title is Transformation and Business Coach. She is also a soul alchemist, self-proclaimed queen of energetics and a psychic healer. Jade, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. And I'm super excited to be on this podcast. Yay. I believe it's going to be a podcast of 2023 and going forward. Like, I'm so Aww. excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm super excited for the people to learn all things Jade. And I want to just go ahead and hop right in. So let's talk about, so what I know about Jade is that she, her gift started very, very early. Um, She was extremely young when she initially started to um, be able to communicate and, and see and hear and uh, engage with the other side. So can you tell me what that was like with your childhood as far as, you know, were you, were you immediately comfortable when you started seeing spirits? Were you, were you frightened? Did it take you some time or did you, did your soul just have that knowing and were you always just calm and, and, and just kind of felt it was a normal path for you? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, I was at a very young age and my first memories of like the first family home Uh, where I lived with my mum and dad at the time and younger brother it was known as oh it's it's spooky it's haunted I had like there was nine cousins and they'd always be around our house and they'd always mention things of the paranormal activity going on in that space at the time so uh, marbles coming down the stairs like footsteps uh you know, there were objects that were moved at the time. And like, at the time, there was a, a 
toy called a fur baby, like going way back. But it used to make some creepy noises when you'd feed it or, you know, press some oh buttons. Like it, it was a bit of a creepy toy again. Now, like, how old were you when, when that was going on? Like, what do like you remember? Five. <laughs> and were you, so what was happening like inside you? Because even you just talking about it, I've got like, you know, those, my stomach is like clenching itself, like, oh no. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was scary. And I feel like because at that age, you're such, at such a young age, you take on everyone's, um, you know thoughts everyone what they say is truth right we're conditioned so I was told you know you're in by my older cousins especially there's quite an age gap and they're like no your house is haunted it's scary like these toys are being moved around and like going off with no one touching them and I remember thinking oh my gosh like I don't want to live here we had a cellar downstairs (laughs) like not many houses have a cellar like in the UK but Again, there were stories my older cousins would say, like, you don't want to go down to the the cellar. And it it really, like, that first experience, without me even connecting with spirit at the time, was, oh, my gosh, this is going to be bad. Like, it's scary. Wow. Um, right. <laughs> and I was conditioned that way. And I remember, you know, um, I used to be petrified of, at the time, there was a film called The Wizard of Oz. And I was scared of like the Wicked Witch of the West that used to be on there. Like, um, I used to be petrified of her. And like in the in the dark, like at night, I remember like I started to hear things. Mm-hmm. Right. So I started to hear like nothing bad. There was never anything bad. There was never any threats. You know, just messages like speaking to me. But I was petrified I guess because of what I've been conditioned I thought it was the wicked witch of the west or this haunted house and I would stay under the covers like with my eyes tightly shut and I'd be saying leave me alone I'm scared like leave me alone um mm-hmm. I don't want to speak or you know screaming to my mum at the time in um the other bedroom you know to come in and rescue me I guess um and it got to the point where I'd, I'd sleep with a, like a bedside light, bedside lampshade. And that's when I started communicating really with spirit in a different way. So I'd seen the side I didn't like, like it was scary for me to see someone who I wasn't familiar with, right? Like they had a lot of spirit in that house that weren't bad spirits. However, <laughs> it was they are not in my comfort zone I don't know them like why are they in my house gotcha uh so I I then started to see um the first like the next step that I remember was I was in our downstairs kitchen and I looked outside so it was on a corner plot and I looked outside the left hand that went through into like the grass area of our garden and I saw my mum stare at me um for what felt like forever and then turn her head and walk over to the garden and I thought what's she doing you know little kid I go outside and I'm like mom where are you she's disappeared I'm like what's going on and I remember running around then like through the back gate to the left and round to the front of the house and the front door was closed and I thought what is she doing hmm. and I finally came across her and she was in my brother's bedroom and I was like 
what were you doing outside? And she'd never been outside. I had a feeling so, you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, right? And I'm like, right, okay, this is strange. <laughs> and then after that, I started having, like, conversations with my auntie, Tracy, um, in the evening, especially when my mom and dad divorced. It was a very traumatic time. I was a daddy's girl. Um I was feeling, you know, that abandonment, that that loss, the loneliness. And I remember I'd speak with my auntie Tracy about how I was feeling and she'd be comforting me. And my mom would say, you know, your auntie Tracy's not been here. So spirit were coming to me in the form of a loved one to make me feel more comfortable. I was going to say, and- because you spoke to them and basically said, I'm scared. I don't know you. And so they then uh-huh. approached you in something in a more comfortable form. Yeah. So your aunt uh- was actually living. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she was. Living. Okay. Uh-huh. But they were coming as her. So you would feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And like the figure as well. So it was, it was really beneficial at that young age. I feel like there was a lot of alone time. But I never felt alone. Like I would go off into the woods and I'd be doing like, you know, I, I remember I used to make like little potions of like the berries and the leaves. And, you know, I was That's really so creative. Funny. I, was like, <laughs> I love child. it. <laughs> but spirit really helped me. And they were really comforting through that period. Um, and, you know, like even helped in bigger scenarios so I remember a time just for an example where I was downstairs with my mum and so I've got a brother called Jake who's a year younger than me and I, I do have a sister as well but it was just the two of us at this point and I remember speaking to my mum in the kitchen and saying we need to get outside we Jake's gonna jump and she was like, what are you want? And I was like, no, we need to get outside. And I remember us going round to the garden. And my mom still tells like everybody this story, but my younger brother actually jumped from his bedroom window thinking he was Superman. Mm. And my mum was that like it and you know what? It's crazy when you look back and the different stories that came through, but they were always there guiding me, supporting me, um, and comforting me. So they were a huge part of childhood. And, you know, from that, like, sadly, then I ended up going into school. And, of course, society teaches you and those around you. It's an imaginary friend, you know. Yeah. Do you want to be, quote, crazy kid? You know, it's yeah. it's a trauma response. Um, wow. You want to fit in. So I remember going to school and literally saying, I don't want to be the crazy kid. I want to fit in. So I don't want to see spirit talk to them anymore. And I remember being so certain. And you know what? That happened. And through those school years, after that point, and again, because you intend it to be so, right? Like before, when I said I was scared, I don't want them to, you know, come to me. They came as a loved one. And when I said, like, that's it, I, I don't want contact. I don't want to be this crazy kid. Yeah. And And I think it's important to note that when you're, when you're working in the light and when, and the spirits Mm -hmm. around you are from the light, they will give you Mm -hmm. that kind of respect and not there. Uh You like, they're not there to torment you or to, and that's how you know that you're safe. And that's how you know that they are 
you know, probably ancestors and loved ones, you know, people that genuinely care about you versus something dark and demonic. A hundred percent. Yeah. And they listen and, you know, like our angels are around us all the time. They always want to help us when we're going through those dark stages. If we ask for the guidance, you know, they can't interfere with our lives. If we're not asking for, you know, I I need some help. Can you show me a sign? Can you show me this? They're not going to get involved unless you ask. Exactly. You know, it's, it's your life. Free will. Yeah, free we will. have free will. Hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. So I, I completely put spirit off throughout. Um, you know, primary school, going into secondary, in my teens, it became popular then. So it was, you know, the tarot, the spells. It was like love potions for the boys, or like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like it then became cool to talk about spirit. There was people over there, you know, doing their Ouija boards or doing, you know, they're, they're wanting to experience this. And that's when I, I started with like the tarot um, and the oracle cards. But again, it was never to, I didn't want to see spirit. I didn't want to be the quote crazy kid, but you just wanted to play. In. Yeah. And like, you know, it was, it was cool to do so. So mm-hmm. I was having fun and that was something that I had for a long, long time. Um, I got sucked into the whole society, you know, I was going to school, I then went to college, you know, got a job. And so at no point in time, sorry to interrupt you, but at no point in time, up until this point, or up until the point that you even got into corporate, did you see any of your interactions as you having this special gift? No, I completely put it down completely. Like, okay, disassociated myself. And did tarot for fun. And so even when you did tarot, you were not, you did not even notice that you were maybe more adept at it than other people or could read deeper or like, did you see that there was any difference between how you played with tarot and maybe how someone else did? Yeah. So I just thought I was talented at Oh, you're just better at it <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah I hadn't taken it as though you know spirit and what what you I know you do tarot as well and uh, tarot but a lot of the messages initially and especially if you've not you know been utilizing those psychic gifts we're all born psychic but it's a muscle memory and a lot of the time it's it's just like a thoughts floating in like and I think well it's me I just I just know what to do. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Until, yeah, and then corporate as well. Um, it was another story. It was when I stepped into management, you know, area management. It was like, you can't really mix woo-woo, Jade, and, you know, this this career that you're in. So it was more, I do it as a hobby on the side with my friends or for people who are, you know, similar. I ended up attracting people into my space, which, you know, happens when you're an energetic match. But I ended up, so there was another manager at this firm who was a really strong psychic and medium. Mm. And we actually started talking and I was like, wow, like, I'm not alone. I'm not the crazy kid, right? Like, and a lot of these memories started coming back because you kind of push them down, don't you? Like you, yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, I started speaking with her, and then shortly after, um, a coach 
came into my space of a psychic coach and I was like oh okay like she's making a career this isn't weird and crazy and there was just more people coming who just connected on my level and I guess you know and I've, I've had to go through my trauma but with my parents divorcing and you know other things that happened in my younger years I definitely had that abandonment and that need to be loved the need to fit in so that's what I wanted and when I actually felt comfortable like these are my people like <laughs> I can be myself it's such like, an amazing it, feeling like oh when you find your tribe and you start right. to realize like I can be loved and accepted just as I am it is the best uh-huh. it is the best oh my god like life-changing for me at that time and it really gave me the confidence of claiming who I was again and you know if people would ask me what I do it wasn't just you know the area manager or the director it was oh and a psychic I'm a psychic and it took me so long to say psychic and then even you know stepping into events saying I am a psychic coach like I because a lot of people call it woo-woo right yeah and there Mm -hmm. have been many skeptics over the years which I just love to to show (laughs) them right to show them the magic and you know yeah help them open their eyes but and I feel like that's when I met you when I feel like when I met you you know you were um deep in your corporate thing and balancing Mm -hmm. a lot but Mm -hmm. you were you were using your gifts and kind of stepping you know one foot in front of the other stepping into you know who you are right now um so yeah so I've gotten a chance to see a little bit of that evolution that has been really cool to see and you know just watch you yeah just blossom honestly so that's been really beautiful yeah thank you so much and it's definitely yeah it was balancing it alongside so I was I remember I set up my first like psychic page on Facebook and again, it was just something for me because that's where my passion was. Like I was getting excited. I've always loved, you know, the the mystery, the fantasy, the magic, the the other side. And I thought, you know, let me start tapping in there more. Like I'm I'm not so strange now. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I have people that accept me for me. And I remember opening this page and having people come from worldwide. And I was mm-hmm. reading with reading for them. And I was thinking whoa like okay <laughs> like when you know when these people are coming back and some of them like they've had you know really traumatic experiences happen to them or they were going you know they were in toxic relationships and toxic jobs and they, they didn't tell me anything before coming to me and I was relaying this and they you know they were changing their life because of our sessions and I think that's when I realized like Jay this this is a lot bigger than what you put it as, you know, a yes, hobby. Yes. And it's bigger than you, right? Because it's your gifts are for the world. So yeah, that's really amazing. I love that. And I love that. Um, I feel like it's so interesting, kind of like how God works and, you know, how, how spirit works, where, like you said, at first you were uncomfortable, you made it known, they stopped. And then you kind of started um, interacting because it was, it became more familiar. Like you asked for something more familiar or made it known that you were uncomfortable because it was not familiar. And so they came to you in a familiar way. And then you said, I'm stopped completely. And they stopped completely, but they sent someone to show you 
that you were not alone, that you were not crazy and an outsider and, you know, woo woo and bonkers that you have a real gift. And I just love that those like gentle nudges and those gentle tugs, like nothing with God is bam, like slam it on you, force it on you. Again, it's the free will and him just trying to communicate with you in a way that is comfortable and loving with you and slowly, but surely like it might be years, but if that's your progression, that's your, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Um, And so by the time you met this lady and you're in corporate, it was the right timing for you to start looking at it from a different perspective. And I just, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's so beautiful. That journey is so beautiful. Magical and how people are brought into your surroundings, you know, it's, it's always for a reason and um, I'm so blessed for the people I've met along my journey um, you're one of them Tara like Aww. such an inspiration in, in all that you do um, and just being surrounded by beautiful souls and you know what being surrounded by these people is one of the like core reasons I, I wanted to leave the corporate space as well you know to be able to choose who I work with to choose that circle and not have it thrown upon me because you know, those people that you're surrounding yourself with on a daily basis, you're, you're taking in their energy, you're taking mm-hmm. in whether mm-hmm. that's good or bad, and we're all energetic beings. But um, it was definitely something that made me want to, you know, expand that I joined, uh, like psychic and healing circles, I started mixing with more, and it really helped me to grow my gifts um, on a much deeper level, like and experience, you know, there's so many gifted people in this world, right? Like, everyone is so many. Yeah, you know, they've all got their own, um, you know, expertise. And I remember just meeting a lot of women and thinking, wow, she can do this. And, you know, just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So at this point in time, mm-hmm. you, like you said, you were starting to use your gifts more in corporate. And, uh-huh. and we know, you know, today you you're not a part of corporate so talk to me about that triumph talk to me about setting yourself free and 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 what life is like now for you Uh uh-huh um so (laughs) yeah it was it was such a journey and I mean I remember like you know and I thank that experience for everything that it was because I grew a lot you know I learned so much and it was amazing the experience I got to have but what made me leave and got me to the point was I I mentioned you know people around me wanting to be there but I had this life on paper and to the outside world that people were like they've come up to me I don't want to exaggerate and say daily but daily or almost daily to say wow your life like I wish I had your life like your job your I was flying first class all the time to these five-star resorts. I was like, I had my company car. I had, you know, a lot of money coming in. I was, I had a Vivian Westwood uniform. Like I was, everything on paper looked very glam. It was very material. Checked was, all the boxes for the matrix. Right. I was like, <laughs> that was it, exactly. Um, I was getting awards. I was getting, you know, biggest impact award you know manager of the I was getting all of these and it was great for my ego right and it kept me trapped in something because you know again like my family and going back generations my my grandma worked until she was 80 years old it's always been work 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 that's what makes you successful in life 
so I had this drilled in again like you know my father and everyone it's the work ethic that's what gets you the rewards that's what determines the success and you know my grandparents are my world like they they really are and their dream was because they'd never got to you know area manager or director level they wanted that for me yeah getting all the promotions and again I was sucked into the matrix right I was like yes this is what I'm gonna do Uh, I'm gonna be here collecting all these rewards until I retire but then something hit me like it things changed from me being able to help others so I used to be able to coach um so many people like I've coached hundreds in corporate world and even as management they used to send me like the underperformers um and the people they wanted managing out of the business and I love turning them into the top performers of the business collecting an award because Mm. I was rooting for them yeah I love that and then it ended up being you know the the restructures the redundancies the disciplinary hearings and I was working I didn't know what a weekend off was I was missing Mm. my dog I've got two dogs two fur babies Mm -hmm. my heart one was diagnosed with a terminal illness five years ago and you know it was heartbreaking at the same time my grandma was diagnosed with Alzheimer's dementia my granddad had a heart attack there was a lot going on and I couldn't be there for the ones who needed me the ones who you know would they do anything for me they you know they love me they yes. are my world and I realized wow like there were so many times I chose my job over everything else my relationship like I was yep. what work 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 and then I take the work home with me but I was successful I was a top mm-hmm. performer and I was you know living that that life um and then it came to a point where I was I took a week of leave because I was like intuitively I was feeling burnout I was feeling sad I was feeling depressed right and I needed some space I took a week of leave I didn't do anything else other than go in and like inner into myself and then from this time I at the end of the week I wasn't ready to go back to work I'd never had a day sick but I actually went to the doctor's and I was signed off for two weeks. They prescribed me anti-depression um, anti tablets on the day, like antidepressants, yeah, wow. citrulline on the day. And I was like, wow, like I remember feeling a mess. Like how have I gone from this person winning awards to like feeling this low? And I remember thinking I was going crazy. I remember feeling I was ungrateful, like, I had this life and I was just so, so sad. Like it was great on the outside, but then like, inside. What's wrong with bad. me? I can't get on board. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my closest friends at the time, she came to see me during this, you know, period. And I always had looked after my appearance. So it was always the nails done, the face of makeup, the hair was nice. And she'd come to see me and I was like greasy hair. All my <laughs> nails had like been chewed off I had no makeup on my eyes were like golf balls because I'd been crying my skin was dry and like she looked at me and literally she burst into tears with the state I was in right I know I like but what changed for me in that moment was when I told her how broken I was and she said to me it's okay put a smile on that's what you always do 
like and I realized that's what I'd been doing that was the moment that was like yeah oh like this is what I've been doing I'm not happy so the game changed Uh, and from that you know I started diving more into energetics you know the laws of the universe how you can manifest you know and I got really clear and certain on on what it was that I wanted, which was to be able to spend time with my loved ones, you know, have that time freedom, be there for mm. them and, and not have to dim my light to hide who I was and to be able to help people because that's where I was, you know, that's my reward in life. Like it's never been financial for me. Like it's always been the impact I can give. So yes. and of course, finances come with that. When you do good, you know, you give out, it it, it follows, but I wanted to have that impact on people's lives. So I was manifesting and literally there was a restructure come up, but the third in less than two years. So it was completely unheard of. And there was a voluntary redundancy um, spot that came up. And it was, I was in a good position where, you know, I didn't have to interview for my job. yeah people were like well Jade you'd be silly to um to leave you'd be silly to leave you'd be crazy and I was like this is it can you repeat the last thing you said because the sound went out oh did it sorry um so the voluntary redundancy came up and I remember people saying Jade you can't even think about that you're crazy you have the dream job and I was like nope I'm taking it this is the step of the universe and of course I cried when I called my boss to say um you know I was handing in um my notice like I wanted the voluntary redundancy and I remember her saying please reconsider like I need you to reconsider um just take your time and I remember this you know the self-sabotage the fear and everything in between of you're not going to be able to do this Jade like You've never created your own business before. How can you set up a LLC, a limited company? How how are you going to get, you know, everything in place? Right now, you're stable financially. You've got a good job. You've got this. You're. It's not just me that I'm going to be affecting. It's it's Michael. It's my boys. It's my family. You know, uh, that, that lifestyle. And could I actually do it? Because I was so scared. Like I hated showing up on camera. Like, so the thoughts of having to step into that person was, you know, something else. But I did it. I set up the limited company straight away. I acted quickly because, you know, before all those self-doubt fears come in and the questions of me talking myself out of it, right, I got it done. And it, it worked beautifully. Like, the client started flowing in. I, of course, have had, you know, struggles and self-doubt and imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. come in along the way. And Mm -hmm. I've had to deal with that, you know, through different techniques. But it's literally, like, I can hand on heart say I'm living my best life right now. Like, I'm the happiest I've ever been in, in every area. Like, my friendships, my partnership, you know, my um my clients like seeing the impact that I'm making it's it's just something else and you know the soul surgery my recent container has been like I honestly feel this is my life's work and just being able to help people rewrite 
stories and limiting beliefs that they've been 10 years in therapy for or you know they've carried for 20 years of their life and they're now actually releasing them and stepping into this new magical version so yeah I hope that answered the question absolutely <laughs> I love no no I love it I love it and I, I think that people can it will resonate with a lot of people who are in the same position and have you know, tons of gifts that could create a life for them. And just on that kind of, should I, should I not, as far as like staying in corporate with the stability and the comforts versus going out on your own. And I think it's important to recognize too, like that's exactly how the matrix is, is created and what it's created for, you know, to condition you into getting a job and doing what they want you to do. But like you said, like the rewards were keeping you there. So it feeds your ego and the difference between a corporate job and, and not that there's anything wrong with having one, if that's what your heart desires, but those of us who don't desire to have one and who are wanting to utilize the gifts that we were given, I think the biggest, um, the biggest difference between the two is how the world will feed your ego, but your soul gifts mm. will feed the world. Your soul gifts right. are meant to be given. Yeah, to be given out and to be shared and to help others. And and so it doesn't get your ego tied up in it or it shouldn't because mm. again, the work is to impact others. So I think- and You'll find that your circle as well, as well, sorry around that, but they will yeah. celebrate you when you go in debt for a mortgage. They'll celebrate you when you're- working you know so hard that you're burning out because you've got a great job on paper but they won't celebrate you when you're taking the risk when you're wanting to better your life when you're stepping into your business yeah um that's something as well which can be really hard especially at the beginning yeah so look at your circles you've got around (laughs) that's right that's right Jade, thank you so much for sharing. This has been such a beautiful time with you. And of course, I plan on having you back because um, as you continue to grow and evolve and excel, I'm going to want to learn more and more and have you share that um, with our people. Um, So yes, thank you so much for your time and your energy and your love and just sharing your journey. It's, It's so beautiful to see you really stepping into your power. And, you know, if you hadn't done that, we may have never even met. And I think it's been so, so beautiful to just connect with you across the pond and have a soul sister out there. So, um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really do appreciate you. And we will make sure that we put the links in the um, bio and the summary so that people can find you. Um and yeah, reach out to you and get some readings or get some Reiki and all the goodness. Sound good? Thank you so much. Yes. Honestly, it's been a pleasure being here and always in your space. So thank you for having me. Thank you, my love. And to our listeners, as you know, as always, I love you and I speak blessings into every area of your life. you so much for joining me here at Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. Whether this is your first listen or you join me regularly, I am eternally grateful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do me the honor of liking, subscribing, and leaving me a comment or review. 
I'm totally up for connecting online too. So please follow me on Instagram at Faith Inspired Action. Then go to my link tree to join my private Facebook group and check out my current offerings. I welcome your questions, feedback, and insights. Also, if you have something amazing to share with the world, I'd love to invite you on a future episode. Just direct message me a basic synopsis of your story and include your email. Until next time, I love your luminous soul and thanks for sharing your light with this community. Music written and produced by my brother, Gabe Taylor at Lord Kingdom Productions. All rights reserved.